Yo, the first one of this podcast, your boy Dane. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Haywood. Yo, what's going down? It's your boy Reese. What's up, y'all? It's Jeremy. We are back for episode 26, man. 26, man. 26. Hey. The podcast where we challenge our people to grow consciously, man. How y'all doing, fellas? It's been a great day, man. Uh, actually, you know, work has been a little demanding today, yeah. but I got some good news. I got some good insight on the future. I'm excited about 2020. And I don't say that in the cliche manner. I, I, I really, uh, it's about to blow. A lot That's of things up. about to pop. I'm, I'm positive. That's what's up, man. We moving along pretty good, man. How you doing, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, I'm off for the next couple of days. I'm moving to Austin. Oh, uh, man. He I'll back. I'll be in Austin by Friday. You He's know what I'm saying? He's back. Uh, yeah, man. Going down. That's what I'm talking about. Jeremy, what's up, Chad? Uh, Jeremy, what's going on with you, bro? you talking about? Me? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing real good, man. Uh, I mean, of course, y'all seen my, my pictures with that boy, Arian Foster. You know what I'm saying? My no. favorite Texan ever. But that boy's a rapper, and he did his thing. And I told y'all I was going to get an autograph from him, and I was going to get that picture, and I got both of them. You got it. got him, man. You, got you know what I'm saying? Got both That's of them. That's DM posts from him and everything, yeah, bro. You, you know coming up in the world. Yeah, I'm about to be a celebrity. Move over and be where a celebrity stands. I'm taking your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, it's been a good week for me, too, and man. Yeah, I mean, despite everything that's went on this weekend with Kobe, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into this episode, fellas. So, of course, uh, I'm going to bring the tip of the week this week. And then trending topics, we're going to talk about Terry Crews versus black women. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> anchor slips up and uses the N-word on MSNBC. Does TMZ have too much power? And the Mavs retired number 24 in honor of Kobe. That's um, and our conscious news segment, we're going to switch it up a little bit, man. And we're going to dedicate our conscious news to giving a tribute specifically for Kobe Bryant, man. And then the main topic of the day, are men failing as leaders of the household? And we're definitely going to expound on that in a big way. Because um, it looks like we are failing, fellas, based on the polls that we got. Yeah, it looks like y'all failing. That's gonna be a good one, man. Cause uh yeah, man. Lot lot everybody got opinions on that one. Yeah, sure. I got a lot of I got a lot of messages and DMs and text messages and stuff mm-hmm. like that, man. So it's gonna be fun to talk about that. But let's get into the tip of the week, fellas. So of course I'm real big on financial literacy, as everybody knows here. And of course, I know that that's something that's gonna help generations, you know down the line and build a legacy to get out of a place where uh, we can be free. Right. And of course, um, the biggest thing that I want to bring or one tip that I've uh, instituted in my life specifically is what we call the snowball method. Are you guys familiar with the snowball method? I am. Uh, Go go into it. Let me expand a little bit. (laughs) So with the snowball method, basically you compile all the debts that you have and you take your smallest debt and you take any, extra income that you've received and then you place the extra income towards the smallest debt and you pay the minimums on all the other debt. But as you're growing and you're progressive, the smallest debt is going to get paid in full. And once you pay that off in full, you'll take that smallest debt, the minimum plus the extra that you receive and move it to the next smallest and compound. And then of course that grows to the next one and to the next one until you're completely debt free. And essentially, that's what I want for our people out in the world today is to really focus on um, the consumer debt that they have and just debt in general and get yourself to a place where you're freedom, where you can put at least 30 percent of your income away for investing in the future or starting your own project or starting your own business um, and using 70 percent of your income for your house, things that you want to do, leisure. 
Um, of course, I'm big on The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I recommend that book for everybody out there um, that's really into uh, wanting to free themselves and free themselves of the financial burdens that they have in life. Right. And that book is easy to read because it's parable form. Yep. It tells you a story. It doesn't just give you like the the pieces like I just gave you, like step by step what you're supposed to do. It gives you a story. It gives you the meaning behind it and the message behind it, too, at the same time. So I highly recommend uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. And then after you read that, read Think and Grow Rich. That's a good one. So. I feel like uh, I when I learned about the snowball effect, I was, uh, you know, because it's counter to a lot of people's initial thinking, which is um, pay all of your bills. Um, try to spread your resources out and pay a little bit on everything. And the snowball effect ask that you pay the minimum on the other bills and focus on the one that you could pay off the quickest, not the one with the most interest. And so once you get the small wins, you build momentum um, and, and, and you're, you're able to put more towards that. So um, definitely research that Uh, the snowball method is where you can make a lot of progress. When you pay off a couple bills and you can add that minimum payment, you know, on top, you start, you know, paying two, three hundred, four hundred dollars on on one bill, you knock that shit out. You know what I'm saying? I know you was doing that with the with the with them loans, huh? Yeah, and the victories are huge. Mm-hmm. You start paying off stuff. I paid off a couple of things. I paid off one of my um because of course I was a little frivolous with the student loans coming up uh in college, but I paid off one of my student loans, paid off a credit card, and I'm uh in the process right now of uh paying off my card once I pay that off. I'm really gonna be running yeah. um, as far as paying off debt because all that payment is gonna oh, go to something else. Yeah, it's gonna go to something else. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna keep that car too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you got him. Huh? You and I got 178,000 miles on the car. Where'd you get, where'd you get? I got a brand new engine though too. You no. need one with 170. <laughs> <laughs> How you get a new engine? So uh, long story short, my car, I was uh, driving to work one morning. Uh-huh. Engine seized on me right after I got an oil change. What does that mean? Like it just basically locked up. Oh, yeah, couldn't drive anything. I was just sitting there. I was like, golly, took it to the shop. They said seven thousand dollars. Said, well, it looks like I'm done with this car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, come lo and behold, I took it to Hyundai, and it was actually a manufacturer's issue, it was a defect on the engine. They replaced the engine for free. So what? Like, How many a, miles you have on that time? A brand new car. You living right? So now. I've only got five thousand miles on the engine right now on the brand oh. new engine. So, so you matter. You ain't like me, I got hundred. Oh yeah, I'll be keeping that car too. Yeah. That's like a brand new car. How long you had it, boom, when that happened? Uh, I got that car in 2014. Okay. You still rolling? Yep. Hey, that's a great tip, man. 2014, you got that many? Or 15, I believe. No. 2014 or 15. You got that in 15? Yeah. You put that many miles on it? Man, I was rolling. My last job I had, I had to I had to drive a lot. And then when I first moved back here, remember I was going to San Antonio. What the hell you driving? I had to go to San Antonio every week. When okay. I was working in my last job, uh, but nobody care about that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this episode, man. So, how to not, man? Terry Crews is he tripping or what? Oh, what he do? What's wrong with black women are all over him, you know, man? Boy ass, all over him, like in a good way. No, nope. no, in a bad way. And I think oh. it's justified too. What exactly explains that me. whole situation? So, so I don't know what the fuck happened. I heard on the Breakfast Club this morning. So, so uh, it looks like Terry, Clu- Terry Cruz is not really stepping <laughs> up for black women. And what I mean by that is Gabrielle Union. And of course, we talked right. about that before and her issues uh, with her hair, with America's Got Talent and some of the uh, quote unquote oppression that she was receiving on that show, which allowed her to be dismissed from the show. Mm. 
So Terry Crews stepped out there and, of course, said he never experienced any issues with America's Got Talent cast and also added that it was probably the most diverse cast he's ever been a part of. I was like, what about Everybody Hates Chris? It's like, it's nothing but black people on it. Oh, so. But I digress. But speak the truth. What happened? But it's uh it's it's one of those things that he really didn't step up. He was on one of the uh the new shows today, and of course he jumped out there and said he really wasn't, you know, in a position where he felt like he was oppressed as a black man, never really experienced any discrimination. And honestly didn't step up for Gabrielle Union. Now, mind you, she stepped up for him. Yeah. When yeah. he got found up by the agent and got oh, sexually did, assaulted, yeah, yeah, specifically, wrote a text long. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't reciprocated. Oh, no, but what really got him in trouble with the black women <laughs> is that there is only one woman on earth I have to please. Her name is Rebecca, not my mother, my sister, my daughters, or coworkers. I let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings. So I just jumped out there, man, and said, hey, fuck all that. I'm getting this check. <laughs> this America's Got Talent check, man. So, of course, I'm going to give it a knot. That's definitely a big knot. <laughs> and that's not the mindset we need our men. We're going to talk about, in the last segment, what we need our men to do. And that is not how we need our men to think. Ultimately, yes, your wife is the highest. Her opinion counts the most. Yeah. But I need you to always care about your sister and your aunt and the other women in your family, uh, just like you care about your wife. I mean, what kind of man would that be? That's a good. That's a good man because you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I don't need you to just be like fuck everybody but my wife. Yeah. How, how are you gonna say that about your mama though? I mean, like said, your mama? Say, oh, that's right. That's what you feel. <laughs> you better not make crazy. a plate when you come back over to this house. Yeah, bro. Now nah, I'm gonna I definitely mean, get that in that as well. So is he the host of America's Got Talent? I never watched it. Yeah, he took yeah. over for Nick Cannon. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so yeah. that's the second black person that's left that so show. Saying, so he's 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 debatable. He he's kind of tab dancing yeah, at this point. He's kind of, <laughs> you know, he's kind of. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to give it a nod too, man. Some of the fact that Gabrielle wrote wrote for you like she did, man. You couldn't have a back, bro. Like that shit is fucking stupid, and um, but. He trying to secure that bag. So, like, how many of y'all at this table willing to be like, man, fuck it. I'm going I'm to stand up for her. I think it's an artful way to do it. You got to yeah. have some savoir faire. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the word of the day. Savoir faire. It means to put... speak eloquently yeah. about certain <laughs> situations. You know yeah. what I mean? Know how to use common sense and street yeah. sense and you kind of, you know, uh, speak about something. You can say something without losing your job. Mm, right. Yeah. You can say you can support her without, you know, saying what you said. Yeah, which yeah. you got all them black women on your ass, and we have to be very. Our our code as black people should be: we don't bash other black people on on on. Oh, but you know they do national yeah. at all. Period. You know they do. We don't do that at all. Like you just sidestep it. You know what I mean? But you can, you come to the defense of people. How easy would it have been to just sit there and say, you know, I personally never experienced a situation like that, exactly. but I can't say that Gabrielle Union didn't experience exactly. it, you know, so I'm going to stand with my sister yeah. in yeah. that regard. That, right? that don't sound that hard. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. But it, I mean, I guess he thought he was going to get some backlash from that. I, mean, I don't get it from them people. I'm going to get it from these people that pay me. 
and I ain't fucking up that money because I got to take care of Rebecca. He probably on his last leg because he had already told about the agent grabbing his penis and shit like that. Right, so he grabbed like, that man penis. You see how big that man is? The fuck? I don't think he it matters. Him grab his penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he tell it didn't matter. He's just like, hey. yeah, he must have been with it then. Ain't yeah, nobody just exactly. grab you like that, man. Come on, man. Yeah, he probably would call two of them for me. He probably looked over there. He's like, hey, hey, man. hey. Grabbed in front of his wife well, he, and everything. He What's up? He, he went told like a little bit. <laughs> Sexual assault is not I'm funny. Gonna say it again. Not... <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. He's <laughs> gonna throw that hard B on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's definitely not. Throw some B's. Definitely in that. So man, we gotta move on. This and I kind of got a little riled up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Let me pull this up. Uh, I can't even give y'all a conversation I had with one of my friends on text message, <laughs> oh, but uh, an MSNBC anchor, <laughs> um, in reporting um the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, death, unfortunately had a, a Freudian slip, if you will. <laughs> Um, as she was giving that uh, that message to the the community, and unfortunately, she said the Los Angeles Nakers is what people are saying. Nah, that's not what she said. She were, what'd she say, Haywood? Hey, uh, sound like nigga to me. Let's <laughs> see <laughs> it one more time. God damn! I heard a <laughs> now. I heard a. I heard a strong e, not 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 an a. I heard a strong i and a strong er. So let's just take a real quick table poll. Y'all hear me out? Naker, nigger, naker, nigger. Nah. So what? what naker, was... nigger. <laughs> Does that sound the same, Jeremy? Don't sound the same to me. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Hey, Would that sound the same? Let me uh, give it to you one more time. Naker, nigger, man. Naker. I've never, nigger. I've never accidentally said nigger ever in my life. Ever. If I said nigger, I want to say nigger. If I want to say nigger, I've never even. There's no words. What words do you know that's even close? The nigger. Bigger besides nigger. Bigger. Nigger don't count. Trigger. Bigger. Trigger. No man. Bigger. A lot of them. No, I didn't say they rhyme. <laughs> I said the one that's that's like literally the same type of word. Start with an N, and one you can get confused with. Nig, yeah, <laughs> nothing. nothing I got all. nothing. Now she was she was thinking about the Knicks and the Lakers, man. So I got a question. It was a, it was a mistake. It was an honest mistake. Right? I get that. I will roll with you on that. Yeah. I would understand it. Did Kobe Bryant ever play for the Knicks? Nope. He lit their ass up though. Did he ever play the Knicks in the finals? Nope. Was he drafted by the Knicks? Nope. What the fuck the Knicks gonna do in this conversation? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I like that. Well, you know, Damon, you got these, uh, you got to pick up these crocodile, these crocodile white tears because you got to have sympathy for her. Having that slip, and everybody wants you to be there for her. And I get—I may be overreacting. Trust me, I may—I get it. I may be overreacting, but I wasn't at this point until one of my friends tried to convince me. She said, "Naker, 
over nigger. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me, man. And and you know, it's it's one of those things that you know, I can understand a mistake. You yeah, know, I get that, but it's not like it hadn't happened before. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther Coon. You know, this stuff has happened before. There, there's been other instances where somebody's called somebody a nigger on uh, live television and stuff like that. And and I would even give it credence if he played for the Knicks. If it, this is the most recognizable franchise in basketball, the Los Angeles Lakers. People go to L.A. just to sit courtside just so they can be seen at the game. They don't even give a damn about the game. Right. So it's like, come on, man. How you let something like that slip, though? That's what I don't understand. You can't, man. You can't. Well, Freudian you're supposed, to be, you're supposed to be reading. Thing. You're supposed to be reading. It yeah. should never happen. That's what I'm saying. It was it on never, teleprompter? The Knicks was on teleprompter? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's I, always I a teleprompter. Like she, kinda, she went off script with what she said with that. Is what they're trying to say. You didn't write yeah. she went off script. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did so, that already. What you think, Mr. Chad? So, I gotta be fucking perfectly honest with you. I don't think she said nigger. I really don't. What you think she said? What you think she said? She said knickers. Curse. And you even said it. You said you heard a strong N and a strong ers. You said she said knickers. Knickers. Like the knickerbockers. So so where I'm getting to this at is like how many non-sportcasters have y'all just seen just no sports like that? Just no Mm -hmm. teams. And if she's not going on script, she she don't do sports. She's not a sports person. Mm. Like you, you, you think it's easy to fuck up a name? You know what I'm saying? Like combine York. two names together because she don't know. Because I, I even asked my wife the same question. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times did anybody asked you about a sport or a team and you messed the name up? You said it happens. I, I actually, um, so like, you know, I, I probably would subscribe to you to the mm-hmm. Nickers part. Yeah, but she said Nakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right. she, so, so she, yeah. Nickers, she, Nickers. Dumb. That's, that's, that's dumb. It, that's dumb. On her put head. it on the table. Because honestly, Nickers. I don't think Nakers, bro. Nickers. I think she wouldn't. She wouldn't even apologize if they wouldn't have called her out on it. She wasn't gonna apologize for that shit because she even like she cleaned it up herself. Like she like, oh fuck, I said the wrong name. That's why when she thought it, I said the wrong name. Let me go ahead mm-hmm. and say the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. I really don't think she thinks she said the word nigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what? What the fuck? I wouldn't think that either. If my job was on the line. You know, I like, like I don't, I don't, I don't know that lady. <laughs> I wouldn't think that shit either. Nakers. I said Nakers. <laughs> That's my opinion on that shit. So I shouldn't give it that much credence, though. Am I? Am I too? Yes. Too far into it. I think. I think we are giving it a lot of because, like, it's crazy because out of all this shit that it went on, like that fucking word triggered everybody, and uh, and the opposite of like being there in the moment, hey man, somebody just died. Not just somebody, you know what I'm saying, a pillar for all of us and his daughter and seven other people. And we fucking talking about this goddamn lady, you know what I'm saying, saying uh, supposed niggers on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she lost her job. What the fuck else we want to happen to her? I just don't want you to piss on me and tell me it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. I know what I heard. Cool. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're responsible for the words that come out of your mouth. And that's it. That's really it. Yeah. You're responsible. And if you if you did and you didn't mean to, you still got to hold that L. Yeah, exactly. You got to hold that L and you got to bounce back. Good luck to you. Don't say nigga no more. Oh, yeah. We'll move on. Me, she'll get another job. She'll, she'll be all right. Take, take care of their own. Now, that'd be one of us oh, that job. Man. That mug is over. 
<laughs> Last night took your L. Tonight she'll bounce back. Yeah, she's gonna be working at Fox or something like that. She's gonna probably be on uh, what's that ET? She's gonna get another job. She yeah, Fox gonna, gonna definitely take her. And probably gave a good severance back. Say all the niggas she want over there. Behind <laughs> closed doors and her on on that. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, I, I definitely uh, jumped out the window as far as my reaction with it. But somebody was pushing my buttons. You know, <laughs> I, had, I had to get my shit off. You know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. I. You know, don't want to be challenged on certain things like that. I know what the hell I heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving, man. So, hey, man, um, of course, this a lot of this show is geared around um, Kobe Bean Bryant. Definitely, um, you know, hate that we lost him, man. But one of the questions that we want to pose is, does TMZ have too much power? And if you don't know what I'm talking about is that the post came out that he died and other people died in the airplane, like before his family even knew about it, man. Of course it's a not for me, but it's it's one of those things is like, where's the moral compass when it comes to getting the story out first? You know what I mean? As far as the family getting that, that information, it, it's just one of those things you see that. And it's just like, man, I know that Kobe died before his wife did for his, other that's daughters crazy. did. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize yeah, that Vanessa they, they reported it before Vanessa knew. Yeah. And the family knew that. Who reported it? TMZ. TMZ. How though? Man, anybody can be. Saint Calabasas, man. I mean, of course, you could contract your work into them. You just take a picture of anything that you see from a celebrity. Right. And they'll they, pay you out for it. And they didn't see. get too far, you know what I'm saying? So it had to be some fans standing outside watching Kobe and his daughter and all these people get into a helicopter and they fly off. And, well, that shit crazy because I was actually even, a video circulating. I wouldn't even. Crash. I heard. I, I wouldn't even and think to call TMZ. And who, who would do that? I mean, they, they for real. money, uh, somebody would call TMZ. What? They, 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 you'd be like, hey, I heard Kobe died. Okay, hey, we're gonna wire you some money. What was that? How yeah, you usually like, have to sign over, come, like, yeah, yeah, they have like electronic contracts where you can sign that stuff over, like, right now, where you sign over the rights just by saying to a photo, just by news. But, like, if you didn't provide any pictures or something, if you just well, told probably, them, I mean, they probably got their way they work around it. Like, I know y'all see Kareem Hunt just got in trouble, and TMZ was the first people that reported that shit. Yeah. Same thing with Michael Jackson. It, like every oh. like his uh, family didn't know. It. They found out through TMZ. Yep. Um, I mean, that's definitely a not. We gotta put some hots in here, bro. We gotta. Yeah, well, except the last one looked like. But uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> not. But at the same time, I don't expect much from TMZ or sleazy uh, publications. Um, honestly, they they probably just be like, sorry. That's their job. That's their lane. That's literally yeah, that's their lane. You're asking them not to, to to do the only thing that gets them, yeah, that separates them. Right, is getting it first and getting reporting shit that probably a lot of people wouldn't report. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's worried about that. Uh, Vanessa or you know, none of them is worried about that. But it is just a little icky unmorally you yeah. know what I'm saying then the irresponsibility of everything too because like you know there was several reports coming out like Kobe and all of his daughters were on the helicopter Kobe and three of his daughters on the helicopter you know not really you know making sure that they verified the story was accurate but they're putting all this information out and you're not really thinking about the effects of you know what if his wife wasn't around all of his daughters at the time and he, yeah. she's thinking that something happened Is everybody gone like yeah that? you know yeah. you could have you could have caused an event for her and then um there was a report that his oldest daughter had to go to the hospital because um you know she was hyperventilating she had panic asthma attack. yeah she had a panic attack and you know rightfully so she just lost a father and a sister who did? Who had a parent? The, uh, the oldest daughter. 
behind it. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, cause of course the information is going to get out there regardless, All Right. but it's just, you know, where is the, I guess, it's where basically. is the moral compass of putting that out yeah. without yeah. making sure everybody gets that information? Cause everybody wants to be first. Like, yeah, and I understand that it's exactly a media outlet. Yeah. Like you see, you know, like that was, that was pictures like, circulating around with Kobe. And instead of somebody getting on there and paying their respect, first thing you see, somebody put first. You know what I'm saying? I'm the first person that that said anything about this, but you didn't say shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people, we just live in that age, man, this generation of miscommunication. You know what I'm saying? Misleading information. And it's just for some effect you said. Yeah. So, so I can be first. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with it. It ain't gotta even be nowhere near being real. Yeah, and the news is devastating because I mean, I told my wife she dropped everything in the kitchen. Like, mm. what? Yeah, you that know? shit hurt, man. Like, what? Like, what's happening? What's going on? And she's like, "This can't be real." Mm. And I'm like, "Well, I mean, it's on TMZ." Mm. And you know, I told her like, most of the time when I'm getting something from TMZ, nine times out of ten, it's accurate. Yeah, you know, they don't really just put stuff out there without you yeah. know verifying the sources and stuff like that, making yeah. sure everything's Were accurate. First, so. the Ray Rice stuff too. Yep, at first on that. Man. Jay Z and Jay Z and Solange. I want. I want to look up what you got to do to, to send them a video or to get paid for. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because I mean, like, don't let you have no picture. I know they go. Yeah, because the dude from the Kareem Hunt that that let that shit go, he had to be the cop to do it. Because you can hear the cop talking on on the tape saying, "Hey, man, you know, I know you're going through some hard times right now." And then Kareem Hunt's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "I thought we playing for Super Bowl right now, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm so so depressed." But he caught him with like an open container and a baggie of weed. He's like, I'm just gonna confiscate these and write you a, a citation for your driver. That's what, that's what you hear this man say on the tape. So that had to come from him. Who the, who the, who the, was that yeah. on a body cam or what was it? I don't know. I wonder if they can distribute likely. that information though. Yeah. Like the body cam, because that's property of the government. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, but somebody said, I'm gonna give you $500,000. You want his phone number? Like, it was Kareem Hunt. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I got the blunt too. You want that? Damn. It's kind of smoking a little bit here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Is that a hot or not? How do you think? How do you even <laughs> take that? It's a knot. It's, it's a knot. It's a knot. Definitely a knot. All right, I'm with the, I'm with the crowd on this one. Yeah, damn. So um, the last hot or not we got, man, and this is uh, this is definitely a hot for me, man. Looks like the Mavs are yeah. gonna retire the number twenty four in honor of Kobe, man. That's a that's a big that's thing. Dope. That's dope. I wish that all the teams in the NBA would do that, you know. But of course, I mean, can't. some people wearing twenty four right now. I yeah, mean, they all should since Kobe just busted every one of their heads. But he was eight though too. If he was like always two four, but he was eight too. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Both of them was cold. You got to get that one over Jordan too. Yeah. The greatest. That's the only way you're gonna get over, though, man. You can't get that that ring, man. That's yeah, we got. Way. I got to chill out on that shit now. I mean, that's I always thought. Yeah, I always thought you was gonna... Kobe was disrespected. How still is? How he was? How it wasn't even a conversation, and it was like it's not his fault that he played with Shaq. It's not, <laughs> it's not yeah. his fault, yeah. and he won three after. Yeah. No, he won two. Yeah. two. two after, yeah. So I'm like, you know, one one game with my rent money. Gets Brian, I'm putting my money on Kobe. Yeah. My my rent money. Yeah. Shit. Well, no Kobe question. Versus LeBron. Yeah. No, uh, Who would you rather have? No, I'm just saying in general, last in the shot or even the versus oh, against yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, okay. I'm putting my money on Kobe. So you ain't got to worry about that. LeBron gonna pass that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna shoot it. I'm putting a moratorium on uh, <laughs> 
on all this talk. <laughs> like Kobe versus LeBron versus uh, nah, Michael but, Jordan. That man, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I shout out to the Mavs, man. That's that's dope. That's right. real big. That's hot. That's hot for sure. That's real big. And shout out to Mark right. Cuban for making that happen too as well because I'm no pretty doubt. sure he's the one behind that, man. No that's doubt. that's high business. You see how many uh, signatures he got to change that logo, huh? Yeah. In the millions. I saw that. I don't know about that, but. Because yeah. people just say stuff, like but they don't understand. Like, okay, nigga, are you gonna uh, take all the jerseys and put the new logo on it? I mean, think about it logistically what you have to do to do that. I mean, that's not. That's not. Funny. You just be like, okay, cool, change the logo. Plan. No, yeah, it's, it's the logos not. on everything. That's yeah. a lot of logistics behind that's it. That's cool. I mean, you just gonna have to go buy all this shit over again. Mm. But you, then you got to get send all the other shit to the third world country, like everything else. Yeah. You have to get rid of all that. Nah, I get them jerseys yeah. on discount. I don't put them out there. Fuck that. I just ripped that bitch off. Put that. If you want to, if you if you want to, that you know, Kobe don't care about that, man. If you want to do something, do something in his honor. Do something for yeah. girls basketball. He legacy. was about to do. Well, we about to get to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's a great segue, man. I mean, I, like I said before, our conscious news segment. We want to dedicate this and devote this, you know, purely to Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, man, um, and just his impact in the game. You know, his impact on society. And the, and the path that he was trying to pave, uh, you know, while he was here on this earth too as well, man, it's just, it's just big. Like, you know, when we got that information on Sunday, man, I have to say it was devastating. Yeah, man. Uh, and I'll be the first to say it. I'm not a big, like, Kobe fan, Lakers fan and stuff like that, but I respected that man's talent. Mm. I respected his game. He's fun to watch on, on TV and stuff like that, man. And it, it truly hurt to see yeah. him going but not just him his daughter too yeah. at the same time that was matching you know what he was doing on the basketball court with the level of the intensity and the drive that she had and of course it's just some somebody that's gone too soon yeah man on both parts for her and everybody on the flight you know everybody that was on the helicopter every uh, all the nine that were affected man um i was talking to my wife about it and you know the same devastation was there and haywood put it put it perfectly man it was just like nipsey hustle all over again yeah man felt it like was it felt just like all the, over again yeah man. like it put me back in those places it was biggie it was like all the icons that we follow and we look up to it's it's hard to see somebody of that stature you know uh you know pass away die man and it was it was just tough but i do remember a lot of the good times you know what i'm saying watching them play I used to have those uh those moon uh units that he had. Yeah. The white shoes that look like uh space shoes. Oh, yeah. I remember mean, yeah, them joints. So joints. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah. Hey, at the time they was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I sold a bunch of them. <laughs> but now you I'm sold in. or stole. Sold. Oh. Oh yeah, I was a young kid. You used to you yeah, was I was a teenager. Them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he started out with Adidas at first. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Them joints, man. But nah, it's 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 just crazy to be in this position right now, and, you know, kind of see it. And now it's sad to say, but you respect his talent so much more mm. and what he did for the game now yeah. that he's gone. So it's it's a silver lining, but the legacy is on another level. I feel now. like I gave him his his flowers when he was here. Like I always respected him. Yeah. I always felt he was great because his uh mindset rivaled MJ. Yeah. And like, if you learn about his work ethic in terms of his daily schedule, it was crazy. It's crazy how much he put into it. And uh, he's an example of what happens when you have talent, but you work. When talent meets hard work, because yes, he's 6'6". Mm -hmm. Yes, he's, but he wasn't like, 
he wasn't like Zion, like dominating like statue. Freak, 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 yeah. uh, athletic. He wasn't like Vince Carter. <clears throat> he would dunk on you, but he wasn't like MJ freak. Yeah. He wasn't like LeBron, like Phenom. Yeah. He was just like a good player. And so uh, a lot of people don't know he started out on the bench. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he worked his way up to that. So, you know, um, very, I was very, man, I was still like sp- stirred with my spirit, man. And, you know, supposedly that fog was crazy that day. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people had uh, put out memos to not fly anything that day. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure what happened, um, but um, I guess, I guess, the, I mean, it was that bad. Obviously, if you can't see a, a you know, something, a big mountain, you know what I'm saying? But if it's yeah. that thick, if it's that thick, you ain't gonna see shit. You ain't gonna yeah. see shit in front of you. But they gave him special clearance to go out there, though. Yeah. Man. Yeah. They did, man. And I, was it at night? Leo? No, I was the same. Somebody say one of them. I'm not, nah, been, I've been too far removed yeah, from the two. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because she, um, she died in that Jeep and they told us, like, hold on, wait, don't leave yet. Yeah, she died in a plane, bro. Yeah, Leah died in a plane. She died in a plane. You're talking about left eye. Left eye. What yeah. the motherfucker oh. Like, she died in a Jeep. Oh, so they, for real? Yeah, she died in a Jeep crash and they, they told her, like, hold up, don't go yet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought she died in a plane, too. Wait. No, she died in no. a Jeep. A car? They fell off a car? cliff in oh. Honduras. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh. Bro, that's crazy because, like, <clears throat> she's going to see, like, Dr. Sebi around. Like, like on one of the sides where, uh, like, it's like, you know, like one of those weird, yeah, um, paths. where it's like a steep. Oh, okay. Yeah, like decline, oh, stuff yeah. like that. And I think they went, they veered off of the cliff there. Oh, okay. That's crazy. I didn't even know that happened like that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I want. I, I like. I said. I feel like I gave Miss Flowers Brown. See, I always respected. I always felt like I love. I didn't <clears throat> like how he wasn't always part of the greatest conversation. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he was. It should be. Um. So. Yeah, it definitely submitted now. Yeah. Well, me, I'm I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm a big Kobe fan. I think he's the greatest Laker of all time. Um, now nah, it, it, it's just tough, man. <clears throat> it kind of is, is. You don't believe it, man. And yeah. then when yeah. Chris when Chris sent out that message or whatever that text message, like, is this real? I was like, Nah, this can't be real. Now I, mean, I went to my I tried to look on all the different sources. I was like, my Okay, I dropped, saw TMZ. Bro, when I seen yeah, that, I said, I said, I said Okay, TMZ reported, but I was like. ESPN didn't. I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and then uh, then they confirmed it, and I was like, "Man, this is this is real, man." Yeah, man. It, it really makes you appreciate like your family, yeah. appreciate life a whole lot more. You know, tell your family that you love them, you care about them. But uh, yeah, back to Kobe, man. I think Kobe was. Now I don't think he was as good as Jordan, but I think skill set wise, I think he might have been better than Jordan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I've been following Kobe ever since he came in the league. When he was sitting on the bench, like what Chris was talking about mm-hmm, behind Eddie mm-hmm, Jones, mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Van Axel, Nick Man. Oh yeah, yeah man, yeah man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he's a great Laker man. He definitely gonna be missed. That work yeah. ethic is something serious. Oh hell yeah! What you think, Chad? I, I, yeah, shit. Like y'all don't y'all don't know it, but everybody know I'm a, I'm a Rockets fan. But I was a Lakers fan first because. Of Magic Johnson, he's my favorite. That's my favorite Showtime. basketball player, man. And like Kobe's next, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I grew up in the Jordan era. My brother loved Michael Jordan, and I was Magic Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So when Kobe came along and he was the closest thing to Jordan, I thought that that would be the wave. You know, so everybody would fall into that, but they didn't. And like he, he's highly disrespected as a basketball player now. Um, 
from what you can see from his rankings is just is ridiculous because like you said like he the number one fucking laker right now and when i when i heard that he passed man like i'm looking at that message was it was it greg that said that shit was it greg chris, no, it was chris, chris, chris i'm looking at it bro and i'm like man fuck that shit i don't want to look at this no more i put the phone down and then my wife walked in the house and i was like yo baby Kobe Bryant just died. And she's like, no, because she had already knew. Because she heard from my sister. As that shit had been out there. We just didn't see it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? TNT put that out a long time ago. So like, man, like I, when I finally said in process, because I didn't, I didn't cry right then and there. You know what I'm saying? I was just hurt. I didn't want to cry in front of my son. You know what I'm saying? Daddy, daddy was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he started getting upset. So I held that shit mm. through, through Brian's party and everything all the way through until I was outside, like it was it was late, man. It was like 11.30, I was sitting outside in my, in my garage watching TV. And I just started thinking about it, man. Cause I was like, I know in like the next couple of hours, I gotta get up in the morning and go to the gym. Cause I'm getting up every morning at 3.30. And I'm thinking about like, that's what Kobe used to do. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how much of a competitor he was. He was just relentless on that court. Yeah. And his work ethic was like beyond crazy. And his focus, man, is like, I'm driven to play basketball. That's what I need to worry about right now. All the other shit could come when I'm done. And he did it. And this his shift to going towards being, you know, a civilian, not playing the NBA anymore, to making a documentary, getting fucking Oscar for it. You know what I'm saying? He's in the works to making a child children's book. The work that he's doing with these kids, man, his daughter, like just thinking about all that shit, it, it hurt. Like it hurt bad. And I sat in the gym. Like I said, in the gym too, man, like yesterday, just crying. I could not stop crying, bro. I mean, just bawling. And all these people didn't like come check on me because like I'm sweating too. So they don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting yeah. there just crying like a baby, bro. Cause I'm like, man, this dude, he was, he was everything like to me. Like I only got to see him play one time and I watched him play against the Spurs. And um, he, he knocked down a three to go up, you know what I'm saying? By one. I was like, oh, I'm going to see him win the game. And then Spurs come down with four seconds left. Boom, hit a shot, won the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never got to see him win in person. You know what I'm saying? But I saw I saw him win in the game. And I see him win. He's winning that life. You know what I'm saying? He's winning yeah. that life, dude. Like, yeah. the shit, like, you you just never know. So this is the thing that we take for granted, bro. Like, that's a true blessing. It's just getting from point A to point B. The fact that we was able to make it here to this show and do this show today is a blessing. The fact yeah. that we can make it home tonight, that's a blessing, bro. Yeah. And, like, that's that's something that happened to him that I just, I take, I take that shit to the heart, man. Like I had never like thought about, man, like what could happen to me just driving to work with my son. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm in that mug strapping him down, like, like a mug, you know what I'm saying? You good back here? He's like, daddy is too tight. You good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you good. So like, yeah, man, like shouts out to him, man. Shouts out to Vanessa. Cause I know she going through it. Yeah, Those kids, man. Like, yeah. You just really can't, man. So. It was just, it was, it was hard for me to see, you know, I, cause you know, you get on Facebook now yeah, my bad. and that's the first thing you see yeah. is like, you know, something about Kobe, but the thing that kind of pushed it over the edge for me today was his daughter. You know, they were showing videos of his daughter balling and yeah. some of the moves that she had just looked just like him. You know what I'm saying? And the shots that she was putting up was just like him. The way that she was defending, yeah. the way that yeah. she was going to the basket, and so, making stuff happen, it was so just—it's hard. This was the hard thing about the Kobe thing in terms of that's what he was about to go into. Uh, he was about to—he was about to be a huge advocate for women's basketball. 
Yeah. And yeah, just the thing, the things that he was about to put in place, he 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 listened to his conversation how he talked about like you shouldn't be shooting on a 10-foot goal when you can't reach it because you develop bad habits and just he had four girls. And who better to 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 be an advocate than one of the best to ever do it? And and he was about to do so much for the game of basketball for women, which still are who are still fighting for uh justified pay. In the WNBA, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Six figures, bro. You know, and I understand they may not bring in the revenue, you know what I mean? But how much of that is of of not putting it on TV? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's I understand. Needs a support system. Yeah. It don't get the right. Yes. Are they, are they putting the money behind it to make it pop like yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, I would say I don't like their marketing, but maybe I'm not in their marketing because I'm a man. So they may not even market to me. Yeah. So nothing pops up. Right. So I can't say, but... He was about to so do Lord great work. Let him dunk. Yeah, he would come to the game. That's what I was like. Well, I I'm serious. Goal, you laughing, but I'm serious. Yeah. If you if you lower the goal a little bit and let him dunk, yeah, people start yeah. coming but to the game. It was kind of popping though when it first came out. I think the first three years, I think it was. I think it did pretty pretty well yeah. when the Houston Comets were, were pretty good yeah. with Cynthia Cooper in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, I I think it's still growing, and he was about to be a staunch advocate for that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he he maximized life, and I just think. He, when you think about Kobe, you think about he squeezed all the juice out the orange. You know what I'm saying? He said he had so much peace because he gave his career everything he had. Yeah. And that's just really what we should be able to do. Look back and be like, you know. At he's the end putting of the day, his kids too. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you watch him practicing yeah. with his daughter. Yeah. He's talking to her, giving her the game and like just showing her what she's supposed to be doing, you know, on and off the court. And you could tell that the influence was there because she picked up on it. She's mm-hmm. 13 years old. She's got, no. you can see the mama mentality in her face. Like they she said she's going to be a killer. They yeah. said she was going to be nice with it. So oh, uh, I can't imagine the hurt. Uh, God bless Vanessa, man. Like, yeah. I cannot, I can't imagine what she going through, man, to lose two like that. A husband and a, and a daughter, too, at yeah. the same time. I can't imagine, bro. And her sisters, too. I mean, God bless her sisters, too, because, I mean, they got to deal with that. I know the two youngest ones are real young. Yeah. They may not understand, but the oldest one, oh, yeah. you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of hurt there. And, and, you know, God be with all of them right now. Absolutely. In this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Y'all got anything else y'all want to add on the tribute, man? Yeah. I know I talked to my, um, one of my partners, Dub, man. Like, that dude, like, really, like, you talk, you think you're a Lakers fan? Nah, this fool here, fool. Crazy Lakers fan, you know what I'm saying? And like, I try to, as soon as it happened, he's the first person I called and he didn't answer. I called him like 10 times, bro. And he did not answer the phone. I was like, man, I know he hurt. I know he is. So I went to our group meet because I got a group with them guys. I put out like, man, y'all hear Kobe just passed away. And nobody ain't saying anything because they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still was hot on TMZ. And then finally they start chiming in like, damn, man, Kobe going, man, Kobe going. So I finally talked to that dude, man. Like, he hurt. Like, he's really hurt. Like, he's like, man, like, I can't stop crying. I've been crying since it happened. Like, yeah. he, he loved me. Like, that's my favorite basketball player ever, period. Yeah. I love to watch. People grew up. Yeah. Yeah, he grew, you up, know, on grew, Kobe, grew up on him, man. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like, so, like, he's just hurt. So I told him, I was like, look. Give me that series versus Iverson, man. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Great, one of the greatest finals of all time. Oh, yeah. So I told him, I told him, man, because um, I, I, I grieve. I grieve, you know what I'm saying, Sunday, and I grieve yesterday. And I feel like, no bullshit. Kobe's mentality is like, all right, fuck that. It's time to move on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, real talk. So when I talked to him today, I was like, yo, man, it's like, it's 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 gonna it's gonna come a point in time to where like we're gonna have to like 
live up to Kobe's name. Like his legacy is gonna live on through us and our practices. So like, if I can just do like a quarter of what that man was doing with his life, bro, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I have lived up to him. So I told him, I was like, look, I'm dedicating the rest of this year to Kobe. Yeah. Like straight up. That's real, man. That's real. So, that's real, man. That's real. Yeah, I it can would, tell you feeling it, bro. If it, like you said, if we can, if we could just harness a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, and everybody has a Kobe in us. It's just like what I admire about him is the courage to actually go after it and to decide and be willing to really. I was here doing the video for this. We in the church and slash gym, and AB said, "In order to get there, you're gonna have to go there." And I thought about what he said, and he, and in order to get there, you're gonna have to really go there. And a lot of people may say you want to be great or you want to be good at something, but it comes with sacrifice and it comes yeah. with choices that you're gonna have to make. And then you learn about Kobe's schedule, getting up and going to the gym at five, then going and being picking up his babies. And then going back to the gym, doing practice and weights and running. And then going back and getting his babies like he was the ultimate. He didn't sacrifice uh, family time for that. And so when you think about that, it's just like, you know. Yeah. Are you willing the, to endure discomfort in order to get uh, to your ultimate goal? Are you willing to give the things that's needed to get to where you say you want to yeah. be? You know, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's easy to say you want to be something, you want to do something. It's another thing to actually make a plan and yeah. to work towards that. You know what I'm saying? He do crazy shit. Like I'm gonna make 800 shots a day. You know what I'm saying? Like something crazy. I remember a video Shoot of Kobe. Free throws. It's the most best video I've ever seen of Kobe. He was like, "There's only four things you can do in basketball. That's it." He said, "You can drive left. You can drive right. You can shoot off your left, going to the left, and you can shoot going to your right." He was like, "That's it." If you just literally practice everything else is the form of that of that thing. Literally, can you dribble with your right hand, dribble to the basket? From there, you do a step out, you know, whatever shot or whatever. And and how he thought about it was so simple in his beauty and simplicity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because then you can you can think of a practice or how to practice if you think about those four things. Yeah, you master the small things. I'm a, it turns yeah, into bigger things. I need to have some dribbling drills. I'm gonna have them going this way. And then so when you're in a game, you've covered the full spectrum of basketball. Yeah. So then when you get in the game, Kobe ain't thinking. Kobe is just letting God just, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's a good lesson to learn the fundamentals of what's the core things of whatever your industry, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then just get good at it. Get good at those core things. I thought that was so, I've never heard basketball explained so simply. That's dope, man. I love that. I love that, man. Yeah, it's like Kobe, you got to have that DJ Khaled level of annoyance when you come, when you're approaching something, man. You got to get at it. Got to get at it, man. And his second career was, you know, on the path of being oh, yeah. his first career. Though. It was that's already that's there. Crazy, really. That's crazy. It was already there. Yeah. It's just a you matter know, of, you know, flourishing through it and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and, and making it, you know, be known. And, of course, a lot of people are going to be upset about, you know, him making it that far. But that's that's our king. He was supposed to do that. You know what I mean? So we're going we gonna to honor him. We're going to put him up there yeah, and let, let him know that, hey, he up there. He whatever up there we can him. do to get that legacy going, man, we're going to keep it going. The marathon yeah. continues, bro. Yeah, absolutely. With Nip, with Kobe, hey, man, we, we love y'all. Y'all gone too soon, man. Yeah. Too soon. Damn, feel like the world, it feel like the world was cheated. You know, it feels like, you know, it feels like that work will never be done because it ain't going to be done by him. It can't be replicated. It can't be re- you can't replace a person like Kobe. So, no. you know, we just got to. 
Yeah, and the Kings that are still here, the Kings that are still here that are getting it done, you know, like the the Jordans, the LeBrons of the world, you know, it's time to pick up that mantle, yeah, you know, do you know, way, do more. And LeBron said it, you know, said it, it's time for me to keep that legacy going. So, and I yeah. believe he's gonna do it. You yeah, know what man. I mean? And and let's do it in the honor of uh, the the fallen soldiers that we had. That's right. Before us, man. So, hey, Kobe, shout out to you, man. Yeah, it's a tribute for you, Rest brother. Peace. Rest to in the peace. Next time. Yeah, you know. All right, fellas, man, let's keep it moving. So this this conversation is going to get a little hot, man. So we posed a question. Hey, we got the thread kind of fired up this morning and asked us, are men feeling as leaders? And to protect the innocent, we're not going to put any information out there, but we got some information from a listener <laughs> uh, that, you know, kind of put it out there and, and, you know, let us know that, hey, are men really falling down? They want to pose a question, are men really falling down as leaders? Yeah. Um, in the community or in their household uh, period. And of course we took a poll. We shout out to everybody that's on our Facebook group, the YNU podcast family um, on the poll. And to my surprise and shock, everybody said, yes, men are failing in the household and with their families. Now my feelings are not hurt. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, from everything that's going on, but um, we took it even further. We, we asked people on black Austin, shout out to everybody on black Austin that responded. And I got some some good feedback. I even got personal direct messages. I got text messages. I yep. got phone calls about yep. uh, this topic. So it looks like it's going to catch a lot of steam, man. But I'm going to put it out on the floor for you guys. What do y'all think? Are men failing as leaders in the household? Well, let me preface. Let me preface what brought this up. Because context is important. And we won't go into the details of, the, of that. But the main thing is this friend was speaking specifically about uh, the specific situation was a move, closing on a house, which is a big thing. And this young lady being frustrated with the man not helping, not going to the meetings, not, you know, uh, scheduling the, the the moving company, just feeling like in a real kind of passive and just kind of like allowing the woman to have to do all the work. And, you know, you don't know the details of everything, but she alluded to this is no, this is not just a one-off type thing. This is just something. And she expressed it. My respect for him has took a hit because I don't respect the way he moves as a man mm. in the manner of I don't see him as a visionary and a leader. And I don't see him respecting our unity and our uh, what we doing because I don't see the effort there and I don't see him even being solid with himself. You know what I mean? So I don't respect him. I'm not disrespectful. She, she's not being disrespectful. But how she feels about him has been slighted because He's not stepping up. And in 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 her conversation, she was like, I want him to be that type of man. I want him to be that leader, but he's not, at least right now. And then she alluded that some of my friends also feel this way. And about made, their men. About their men. And it made me think about honestly, some of the bum ass niggas in my family, to be honest. So I didn't really need no confirmation because I know, I know the dynamic, I know the history of us and our people. And I know what my, you know, my bitch ass daddy doing, you know what I'm saying, or not doing. So I didn't need to poll nobody to be honest, but yeah. we did get a lot of confirmation of that. So, you know, it brings into question a lot of things. A, are we, are we, are we being leaders in our family? Do we learn what that means? Do we learn what a man is supposed to be in the first place mm. and what, 
a man and that masculine brings to the table. And if we're not getting that, how do we begin to have those conversations? So all those things, and I'll let y'all take over, and I'll come back with some yeah. uh, with some narrative. Personally, I mean, as far as manhood is concerned, man, I feel, and I told you this before, I had to pick and choose. It wasn't like, because I was raised by my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. So my grandmother didn't sit down with me and say, hey, this is how a man is supposed to act. This is what a man is supposed to do. But I had a lot of male figures around. You know, I had my uncles. I had my older cousins. You know, I've, I've been around my father. You know, he comes, you know, every year, you know, on occasions, you know, holidays and stuff like that to visit. But I just pick and chose what I thought would be the model man of how a man's supposed to act. So if I liked a trait about my uncle, I took that trait, left all the bad shit with him. With this uncle, did the same thing. With my father, did the same thing. Even with TV, a lot of it was influenced. Mm-hmm. You know, some of my upbringing was influenced by that, regrettably. Yeah, regrettably. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things. But um, I don't think I really understood the the quality of being a man or leading in the household until I became an adult and I was out on my own. And then I got in my relationship with Tracy, got married and had kids. That's kind of one of those things where really like light bulbs kind of snapped on. So mm-hmm. it was more so trial by fire, making mistakes. Yeah. And then yeah. it is. I, and I don't mm-hmm. want it to be that way. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to be that way. Cause in your case could have been, or in my case, I've treated some women bad. Yeah who uh, didn't deserve it because I didn't know and had nobody break that down yeah. to what I what a man should be and what yeah. a man solid, what a real integrated man would do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's more so now, like I'm so laser focused on it now. It's like, I want to have like, the you know, speaking of Kobe, I want to have the relationship with my kids like Kobe had with his daughters. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to mold you, teach you and grow you. I don't want to be like a dominating influence on you to say, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing no matter what. I want you to grow into your own person but i want to give you the foundation and the fundamentals of what i've seen and the mistakes that i've made so you don't make those same mistakes on your path and you're in a better position than i was when you get to this age by the time you know you're you know 33 you're doing a whole lot more than what i was doing at this age and you you kind of driving your own lane and you're leading your household in the way that a quote-unquote a man should be doing but what does that look like you know what i mean at the same time because, it, you know, we posed a question, hey, would and I pose a question, it was pretty, it was pretty straightforward, you know, for me and hey, well, we were like, look, we want your perspective of what you think a leader should be. But people wanted us to define. They didn't want to answer it. Yeah, they didn't even answer. It was just, it was so ambiguous to them that, you know, it was, it was one of those things that it was just up in the air and it confused a lot of people. Yeah. And, I, and I couldn't understand the confusion. Yeah. Um, most of it led, most of the post responses were just like a home should be a partnership, uh, uh, a woman and a man should share responsibility. And I'm like, that's not what we're that's saying. Not, yeah, It's progressive yeah. ideas and thoughts. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. I understand that we get that. We want, we, everybody's equal in the eyes of God. Right. But we're talking about a man leading the family. Now, if you don't think a man should be leading the family, that's fine. You know, that's cool. But I I would argue many most people most feel that traditional, way yeah, traditional relation. in this country knowing that we're in a patriarchal society most feel that the men are going to lead okay so and this listener this woman was asking for it it wasn't a question that we were posing yeah this is from a woman's perspective right wanting to you know yeah so that frustrated us that everybody was just kind of like 
not answering the question like, do you, should a man lead? And everybody's like, well, no, a man shouldn't lead. Uh, it should be equal. And I'm like, that's not that that it's 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 a it's bringing up another issue. And it made me think, y'all don't know what a man and a woman should do. They don't. Yeah. Y'all don't know because y'all can't answer. Y'all not answering my question. Yeah, exactly. Y'all keep talking about everybody doing the same thing. Well, hey, I play football, I play basketball, and I've never, you know what I'm saying, even if you're on the same field, every position play a different role and got different duties and tasks. You may right. have two wide receivers. One going to run this route, one going to run this route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the center don't dribble the ball off the court. There's a reason for that. And there's a functionality within roles that for some reason we're too scared to talk about. Yeah, that's what I was getting from it. It was just, it was one of those scenarios where everybody was kind of like, that's a hot stove, I don't want to touch it. And if you can't define your roles, then how is a man supposed to live up to what's expected of him? If you ain't never lay it out and be like, look, you know, you could be more than this, but at least let me let me go ahead and break this down for you, okay? So before you, Jeremy, you come in here, I I dated a young lady, Big Nando. I'm calling Big. No, I'm calling. I'm calling Big Nando. That's his name. That's his nickname. This was my first time me seeing, I think, in a traditional sense, a real man, outside of Charles Fletcher and my family, Leo Fletcher. But I got to see it even more closely than my uncle because I was dating his daughter and I was going and seeing the inside of the family. You know, I, was, I saw because I, you know, lived there a little bit, and he was so interesting to me because. He was such a family man, but he was stern, traditional. You know what I mean? And he was like, he would wake up early morning. He would wash his woman's car. He didn't ask. And he would go put gas in it. And he would just do things. Take the, tr- You know, he would just do things like you didn't have to ask. And he took responsibility for those things. Domestic honeydews. Yeah. And I would listen to him talk about his daughter. He'd be like, no, my dad's going to take care of it. And I would just watch him. And... I admired that man so much because I never see I feel like a man know another man when he see it. He may not be able to pinpoint it, be like, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always respected how he loved the hell out of his wife. And, and and guess what? His wife made more money than him. His wife made more money than him. So it had nothing to do with money. Yeah, I'd have been in a... T- <laughs> <laughs> she made way more money, but, you know, the wife and... The, but they decided what was the roles and he brought structure and discipline and the wife brought other things. And that shit is functional. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just... have a question about that, too. I mean, is that is that what it is now? Because I don't remember to, Tracy and I do have, having a conversation like, this is your role. This is my role. This you naturally get in where you fit in, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What you've been doing right before you even got in a relationship is it's just natural. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? you naturally get in where you fit in. You know, in that case, that man couldn't cook. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't do that. You know, but so that wasn't his lane. You know, but he out there, you know, cutting the grass. And you decide in your family what it's going to be. But everybody needs to decide what their role is on the team. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why that's so hard. So let me let yeah. y'all come in and then I'm going to come back because I'm about to go on a rant in a little bit. I haven't actually ran it yet. I'm about to rant. It's going to get busy, Jeremy. <laughs> so with, uh, with my personal experience, I was lucky enough to have, you know, quite a bit of uh, male influence in my life. Uh, and I was able to get, you know, decide, you know, the good from the bad. Uh, yeah. You know, like uh, my father was really good of uh, showing me, you know, how to uh, provide uh, and protect. And one thing that he really did a good job of is like, you know, he, he made me go out there. He's like, all right, I'm about to change the oil in the car. Come out here. You're going to learn how to do this at an early age. 
you know, uh, you know, when it comes to changing tires, all all that other stuff, cutting grass, just, just doing stuff around the house, kind of, kind of man type of stuff. Uh, you know, he was he was good about that. And then for my like grandpa, I got to see the uh, perspective of you know how he treated my grandma in the relationship and stuff like that, how to really treat a woman. Uh, you know, it was pretty dope. Like every time he'd go into a room, he'd always kiss her. Uh, when he was leaving, he would kiss her as well. Uh, just kind of just showing me how to truly love someone i never heard him you know cuss at her i never heard him like really raise his voice at her mm. it's just he, he really just showed me you know how to how to treat a woman um but nowadays like kind of what chris was talking about you just got to understand the dynamic of the relationship and what's going to work for y'all um because you know certain things that i do in one relationship is going to differ from another just depending on that individual yeah. so we got to figure out what our role is uh you know in that relationship um but um are you a traditionalist i mean in the sense of i mean you handle quote unquote what the man is supposed to be doing in the yeah household. so i'm gonna i'm gonna handle like the finances i'm gonna make sure that you know she's safe i'm gonna handle you know all the responsibilities around the house because i'm not a, i'm not a super handy guy or whatever yeah but no, i'll figure i'll figure the shit out though you know yeah. what I'm saying? You got so many resources out there. Um, you know, I uh, I put up my uh, garage door uh, opener and stuff like that with my dad. I ain't gonna do that shit or whatever. But we, well, I mean, we we figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, I I think that you know, younger kids they they're not around you know positive male uh, influences in their life and stuff like that, and they really don't know how to be men uh, whenever they get older. So I I got a question. So if you met a woman that kind of challenges that narrative, like as far as the traditional sense, like I'm gonna cut the grass. Now you ain't gonna cut the grass. I'm gonna cut it. Now you ain't gonna fix the door. I'm I'm gonna fix it. Like I, know, I let her ass go out there and cut the grass. <laughs> you out there in hundred degree on weather the, on the progressive side because <laughs> it, it's kind of where we were going. Like I I felt like, and it was unintentional. Like people were getting offended from the fact that you know we were asking this question and we were like, hey, we're not asking this question. I get that we're moving towards a progressive state of things where, you know, equality is the big thing right now. You know, you got Me Too going on. You got women's the women's movement, the women's rights and everything like that. And respect, respect that wholeheartedly. But, you know, what, you know, what does that look like in the household? Like, are you, you know, do you want to take the reins as far as the finances are concerned? Because I right. know that's a strong suit of yours. Right. Like, do you want to take the reins of that? You know, but what what if I find somebody that it might be that her strong suit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the strong suit. What? I have, when it comes to finances, take care of finances. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, would, I would relinquish that to her and be like, okay, that can be your responsibility. Yeah, me too. Let, let me let me figure me out what I can do in this relationship. You know, me so too. That, that's, that's do you think it's a point you could be emasculated on it too, though? Because there's because we start getting the, back, but it depends on the female, though. I, I think it all depends on the female, right? Yeah. So as long as she's not shitting on you, doing right? It, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I don't have no problem with traditionalism. Like every every mode is gonna come with its pros and cons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you do traditionalism. Traditionalism, what has got got a little bit better because then the women left the home, so they have some a little bit more power, financial power, choice, and and things like that. And so, but at the same time, they make it harder to do things like taking care of the home because they had work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but you can't say function doesn't have a, a place. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I would like to be the type of, you know, you don't have an NBA player and an NBA, WNBA play, player playing together. 
you know what I mean, together. You're like, oh, they got a nanny. You know what I'm saying? Like one person got a different role. And I know that sounds bad because the history of our country has been one of oppression. Right. Especially not just racial, but also sex-wise, gender-wise, whatever the proper name is. And so I want to be careful what I'm saying. I'm not, and none of us here are, are here to advocate for any type of oppression to women. Right, exactly, 100%. But I am here to say is as a woman, I am here to say that God, the man and the woman ain't the same. Yeah, I agree And with I that. am here to say that I think there's gifts that each sex brings to the table. And I believe if you're not bringing that to the table, then why am I with you? I could just, I don't know. I could just, you know, be by myself yeah. or that's, that's what I'm my getting at. You know, that's like, what I'm getting at. I don't want you to be like each person is going to be so independent that they can't even, you know, coexist. Like it's one of those relationships where like you're trying to figure out who's going to be the dominant. When we're not like, I don't feel like me and Tracy are seeking dominance in our relationship. We know what each other, you know, roles are. And it's not something that we talked about. It's just a natural order of things, how stuff, you know, came out. It's just like, we're not trying to compete. We're trying to coexist and and make this flourish into something great, you know, as far as our union and stuff like that. So I don't know, what do you think, Chad? Well, I think that women don't know exactly what they want until it's not happening for them. And- um, say, it, say it one more time, sorry. I said, I think that women don't know what they want until it's not happening for them. So when they talk to their homegirls and things like this going on in the household, and they come back home, like, why isn't that happening in my household? You know what I'm saying? They feed off each other. Now, when it comes to men, motherfuckers just lazy and just complacent and don't have the high expectations put on them that our fathers had put on them from their fathers. Like, times have changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, like, our generation, these boys, like, they, it's, and they suck, dude. Like, Hearing that, that conversation that the girl was having, you know what I'm saying, doing a video, when I listened to them, like, well, two things, like, yeah, your dude is fucking horrible, but like, what's up with you? Is you still there with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, have y'all talked about this shit? Because what I, what I heard, like, you're doing all this stuff for this dude. You know what I'm saying? And he's still going to bounce. Like, I would like to know what's going on with my house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I need to know what this closing, when this closing is going to happen. What I need to do, they put them on money. What's going on? Like, I don't need you to be hiring no movers, no contractors. Like, you know, you handle that shit. So I asked my wife, because we, we talked about this for like about 35 minutes. And I was like, so what does a leader look like to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, do, is that what you want? And she's like, yes, she wants to leave. A leader looks like not having roles, like cutting the grass or, you know what I'm saying, fixing the cars. It's like, you lead your household. You make the decisions. Hey, this is what's going on with our finance. We're going to go to church this Sunday. It's final. You know what I'm saying? You're just the person that makes those decisions. So I said, well. That's not always what a leader is, though. But, like, this is, this is from her. You know Some people. That's, that's her opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can't, I can't, I'm not going to go against that. So when she tells me all this, I'm like, well, then, what the fuck is your role? What are you supposed to do? You know, and she's like, well, the woman is supposed to be there emotionally for you and uh, and uh, support you and your ideas and everything that's going on. You're supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? So like when I heard this shit, I was like, oh, okay. Well, then that's what should that's what should be expected of me. You know what I'm saying? I have to do all this other shit. I'm like, I don't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Because 
coming from my background with my dad, you know, he taught me so, so much. But just like you, like, I learned from, like, seeing shit on TV, seeing how a man treats a woman, like, just out in the opening, yeah. you know? And, like, I didn't want to be a fucking scumbag, you know what I'm saying? You want, want to be a gentleman. That's what I call it. Like, I don't call it being Mr. Nice Guy with a whole door for somebody. I call it I'm being a gentleman because my mom also taught me that shit. Hold doors open for people. You know, you never know yeah. you're on the door before. You say, speak to people politely. You yeah, I've always said, I'm to. never going to compromise my morality for what other people yeah. think. You know what I'm saying? Give so, a damn what you think. So, like, I mean, like I said, it's, it's two people that play that game, bro. And, like, in that situation, like, because this ain't the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this drove this person to make a video. It, this ain't the first occurrence. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Something else has happened. This just the, the tip of the iceberg. This pushed me over. So now I need to speak on this shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be a lot of pent up, you know what I'm saying, animosity towards this dude because of what she ain't been telling me he ain't been doing. And it's crazy because I look at that shit. I was like, damn, I used to do that sometimes. Like, when Andrew used to ask me, like, hey, let's go get this done. Let's do this. I'd be like, yeah, I do. I get to it. And I get to it. I get to it. It turns into, like, weeks not getting the shit done. So she'll do it, you know. And it's been a lot of times like that. So, like, yeah, I, I see why old girl feel like that shit because it's just some things that, you know, you should do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As a man. That you should not fall on a woman. And that house situation, that, that's some fucking bullshit. And I think- I think on the flip side, though, there's got to be a, a, a scenario where you're teaching, too, at the same time. Like some of those things like, you know, identifying, you know, the movers and stuff like that or identifying everything that you got to do with the closing. I feel like that's a scenario where you need to probably teach your wife, too, at the same time, because God forbid if something were to happen to me, yeah. I want Tracy to be equipped to be able to do you know, the necessary things to make sure the family is still moving and keep it moving forward. So, yeah. you know, getting involved with things like identifying our life insurance policy yeah. or talking about, you know, all of the bills that we got to pay. How much do we have left? Let's make this like a, a, a thing that we do together. That way that we're both not in the dark about it. You're just not taking my direction. You're yeah. not taking my word. Yeah. For it. Not saying that you don't trust me, but I want to make sure that you know this too right. as well. And you're proficient in this. Because if I'm away on a business trip or something like that, and you know, I got all the passive codes to everything, how you gonna get in it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and you can't reach me. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's that that's that partnership though. Yeah, that's the partnership part, and it it, it, um, it makes you think about a Breakfast Club. I heard with DJ Envy and uh, Charlamagne was going back and forth about them not knowing when their daughters like doctor's appointments are. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, I mean, we do the same shit too. Like, yeah. our wives might not know how to get a lot of stuff done that we do. But we also don't even think about the shit that they get done on a daily basis. No. So, like, I, I also talked to Andrew about that too. It's like, yo, like, roles, roles kind of suck. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, because being a man, when you think about being a man, what do you do for your household? You know what I'm saying? You cut the grass, you make sure the cars are washed, you fix the car, do all that maintenance and shit, right? But how many times you change the oil in your car? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how many times you cut the grass? Too much money made for that. You know what I'm saying? You cut the grass like maybe what, like twice a month? Well, these motherfuckers are cooking for your ass every day, cleaning for your ass every day. You see what I'm saying? So it's not a good trade-off. It's not a good trade-off to me. So I'm like, yo, like. I mean, I basically you bring more to the. I mean, I bathe the kids. Grass, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, but as far as your role, like. But you know, all roles, nobody said the role. It, it has to be, it has to be the. It don't have to be defined, but when you don't have defined definition, you have chaos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I remember like my mom was a Lesky kid, and Mama was never home, mm. and so 
my mom, mom will always get frustrated with some some of the things around the house because what you should have did, she needed us to really take responsibility. Right? right, so I'm saying she needed you to step up and handle your part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's handling her part. Yeah. So you had to make sure. And then what she what she eventually did was she wrote out, she like what's so she made like a chart of specifically what was to be done as me as the child. Yeah. It was us. It's like somebody was cleaning the bathroom, somebody was doing the dish, certain amount of mopping, all that stuff. That so you true. defined it. Yeah. And so then it wasn't no fucking excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like. How how are you supposed to be happy if you haven't asked the other person like what's the things I need you to do for me as my woman, as as the man? What do I need you to do? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Your wife may hate laundry, so you need to step up and do that for her because yeah. that's her thing. She'd be like, man, I'll cook, I'll do whatever. Yeah, I hate right, folding, right. put it the shit the, the laundry up. <laughs> yeah. So you gonna pay or you gonna do it? Cause right. you love that woman. You know what I'm saying? I be folding clothes, you know. <laughs> you know, but at the same time. I'm so big and I've always been adamant about acknowledging feminine, masculine essences, man, because I didn't make this shit. God made it like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so you can't appreciate and we be like, we want equality, but we don't never talk about the differences between the two so you can appreciate the fucking difference. Mm-hmm. How are you going to appreciate a woman you don't know nothing about her and know how she's different from a man? Yeah. Once you appreciate how she's different from a man, then you can hold her and put her on the pedestal and you can actually treat her and, and ask for those gifts to bring to the table. I love a I love her. a loving, nurturing, comforting, caring woman who can boss up. Because if something happened to me and I'm paraplegic, whatever, I need my woman to step up and be be everything that I can't be at that time. I need a woman who can boss up like that. But a woman shouldn't have to boss up at home and then come home and bounce and boss up at. I mean, boss up at the job and then come home and boss up because you yeah. being a bum ass dude. So yeah. as black men, especially my mama and all the women in my family, we, you know, like black women, especially would be justified to not trust us a lot of ways. Cause they had to compensate for us in so many ways yeah. because we wasn't doing what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So whether this friend is one sided and we don't know the whole story. My point is as a man, we take responsibility. That's one of the cardinal things with a, with a man. Mm. And I think a man should have vision for his family. I think a man should be a protector and a provider of substance. That's what I think. And that's what I'm going to tell my daughter to look for in a man. And that's what I'm going to tell my son, stepson, whatever. That's what he should do. And I have no, I don't know why that's so hard to say. Why is that so hard? Get, get some money because unfortunately we don't, we don't, you don't live in a shoe. Money is power and it's access to opportunity. That's what money is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't got nothing, then you can't be, you can't navigate this world cor- correctly, I'd say. You have a scarcity mindset. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's fight or flight mode. Yeah. You're constantly in flight. Yeah. When you're always in survival mode, you don't make the best decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cool things. When I got a lot of money, I really don't even want to buy nothing. I'm just like, chill. I just like the the thought of being able to. Yeah, buy you something. got it. You sit look at yeah. the account and you'd be like, I just, oh, yeah. Right. I like to be able to say if I wanted to, I could do that. So I feel like we got to get away from. Now, here's another caveat. You look at black black education, we at the bottom. Look at prison rate, we on the bottom. You look at unemployment. I'm sorry. Oh, we at the worst of every category, yeah, right? <laughs> we were at the worst of every category. So 
So you trying to tell me succeed you, like a motherfucker in the prison? You, yeah, for real, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's beneficial that we should sit our black boys down and be like, look, this is the deficits we facing. We don't need you to be this, this, and this. Right. You a damn fool. This is why we in this situation because ain't nobody define this shit. So dudes thinking they winning, and you ain't doing nothing to make your people win. You ain't doing nothing to move your people forward because ain't nobody told you what's expected of you. Yeah. When you get a job, you have a job description. I can identify with that wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? And there's no disrespect to anybody that's like in my family whatsoever, but I didn't have like a roadmap of what was supposed to, you know, what was supposed to be. I think the closest I got to it, I was close to joining the military. My uncle was like, fuck that, you're not. And that was it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, you know, I made the decision to go to college and go away to college too at the same time because he wanted me to stay in Nacogdoches and be there. But I knew that as far as my development, my growth, it wasn't going to be the way I wanted to because I was still going to be living under him and under his, you know, under his thumb. Not saying it was a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, I wanted to get out on my own and see how I progressed yeah. in that move forward. But nobody gave me like the, the the actual roadmap. Like, you know, when you go to school, let's talk about your major Or your plan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. let's or, talk about, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, why, yeah. let's talk yeah. about why you want to go to school first. I just did it because everybody else, it was like, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And, and I was just, I was just following suit. And then when I got to Texas State, I started figuring it out a little bit, but I wasn't there hundred percent. You yeah. know, I picked a business management major. Could have been something different if, you know, I really, you know, sat down and was involved in like a STEM program or was involved in like coding. I don't know if that was around when I was, you know, growing up, but still, you know, just having that input, you know, you, like you said, your dad kind of instilled, you know, the financial side right. to you. So of course, naturally when you went to school, you're like, I'm interested in that. This is where I'm going to go. Like I didn't have that direction. I was like, I want to be a business management person because I see Jay-Z killing shit over here mm-hmm. on this commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got a business suit on, stuff like that. That was my perception. That's what I saw. Yeah. You know, and that's it kind of drove everything. Like I wanted to be, you know, my line name, the executive. Yeah. Like I wanted to be just like this mogul, you know, growing up and not really knowing what it took to get to that level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those things. I I don't regret the path that I I've taken, but I I understand that that you know that adversity was you know something I wasn't ready for, but it was necessary too at the same time. I don't know. I guess I just responded to it differently because a lot of people don't, and they just you know they're like, "Effort, I'm just gonna do whatever. I'm gonna have all these babies. Yeah, you know, yeah. not be with anybody, not be with my woman, let her raise the kids, and you know, I'm just gonna do my thing over here." You know we, we need to be more intentional. I believe people, men and women from Greek organizations are more successful because they went through a rite of passage that we don't no longer have in our culture. And at the end of the day, I can lean on what excuses are, what yeah. ignorance is, or it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Factor, yeah. it, but it le- low-key lets you know what a man is. You learn what yeah. a Kappa man is, or even what an Alpha man is, or a Q man. You look across the board, eight out of 10, I always say that, seven out of 10, you see somebody doing big things, black men, it was an HBCU or they divine eye. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's fact. Because somebody looked out for them, they instilled some sense of responsibility or, you know Network what I mean? strong. These things, these these things that we learn in these rites of passage that we no longer have, but other cultures do, bar mitzvahs and other things that they actually lay this stuff out for you and be like, this is what a man is. This is what I need you to do. And they give you some resources to send you on your way. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're not starting from ground zero. So I feel like we got to get back to that. Yeah. There's no reason why we can't be like, this is my plan. There's no reason why we can't be like, okay, Chandler, um, when you're, we're going to have certain, you sit down with Andrew, you can be like, we're going to have three big birthdays. Make some shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, cool. The first one is when you seven. Say you seven. That's the first big one. We're going to take him to Disneyland because that's the first time he can like remember. And we're going to lay you down be like, this is the... This is what's expected of you. From now on, you about to go to a new new phase. Say you about to start middle school or something like that. We need you. You throw a big birthday. You make it a big deal. We're going to instill in. We're going to, you know, pass the, have people get on the mic and tell them how good he is and how he's designed for greatness. Yeah. Then when you then we're going to hit another big one on 14 when you about to start high school. We're going to lay out all the traps. Hey, we want to let you know, bring all your loved ones here. We'll let you know you don't have to fall for drugs. You don't have to do nothing because you loved here. The next four years, this is your goal. You need to figure out what you want to do for your life, at least for right now. Yeah. You need to get good grades. You need to uh, play sports and be as in many things right. as possible. So when you cho- choose a career, you have a good basis. That's your responsibility. You need to make sure you clean about the house. I mean, lay it out. Yeah. Then 18, the last one, you a man. Big celebration. Why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? It's never been. Yeah. It's never been it's put out been there. That don't take. Yeah. I'm saying we can do that. I, what I described was. Yeah. Nah, it, was it sounds great. That it, was nothing. It sounds like I mean something I need to implement in my in my kids' life. I like had a you know I guess an idea of that, but never formalized to that that point yeah, where like that. I'm putting an age on it. Like, hey, yeah. this is a rite of passage for this age. This is a rite of passage yeah. for this age. It's just being intentional you know I mean? based on what we know they' about to go through. Yeah. As they get older, they get more socially. Uh, influence. So we need to make sure we set it down before high school, before they go feel like they got to go buy something to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The people who are solid in high school, they got love at home. The people who's not there, they don't have love at home, so they got to fall for the okie doke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we can do those things. We can be intentional. You can have men in your life, but if they didn't explicitly lay it out for you, you still might have not have picked it up. Cause I had uncles picking me up. They just take me fishing. I'm just thinking, shit, we just fishing. Yeah. I don't know. Cause they never be like, say, hey man, I know your dad ain't around, so I'm picking you up because I care. And let me show you, I'm trying to show you what a man right, is. Right, right, right. That little 20 seconds would have changed everything. I'm just literally going fishing with, with my yeah. cousin. Yeah. Cause it's happened, it, it's happened in my life. They like tried. my uncle Pat come pick they me tried. up, my uncle Nochi stuff. But you didn't know what they was doing. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just. Going, I'm just rolling. He's just going. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I got to do that with my daughter. I will do that with my daughter. She will have a big 18. She will have a big 14. And somewhere in between there, we're going to have another one where I got to get, I want to get a bunch of women, powerful women around her. Just like, let her know she designed for greatness and just like feeding that shit into her. She's like, all right, cool. I don't have to settle. And then I'm showing her the example of what a man should be. I'm letting you know, you need to look for a man who has vision. Yeah. You know, that's in the, who makes decisions. What legacy is you trying yeah, to live? A lot of people complain about, oh, you know, if you made a decision, you live with the decision. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to criticize, they make no decision. Fuck that, what they think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was telling Jeremy, you pick a girl up, you know, she want to know you plan to have a vision for the damn date. You pick her up, you, you call her, you know, hey, I want to go on a date. Hey, what you want to do, baby? No. <laughs> they gonna be like, it's the last date you gonna go on. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So German said coffee. <laughs> you gonna marry me now? They just want to see you have a plan. They want to see you. They want to see you have a plan for the future. And you have a vision for yeah. what you're doing. 
you know? Uh, and so we we need to do that. Damn, man, it's dope, man. That's dope. You know, for these little knuckleheads out there, though, man. The crazy thing is that, like, I still talk to a lot of people I graduated with and stuff, and, like, none of them have the same mindset that we have at this table. You see what I'm saying? So I like, didn't have it. I, don't give me too much credit. Yeah, you didn't, though, but yeah. you do now. So, like, I mean, getting up there in age, boys start getting stubborn. They don't want to go back to doing that, so now we got to fight to find that other that generation to instill that in them. Yeah. Because I, I, I kind of, like, real talk think it's too late for all people. Because these boys, they just, they not listening. They not, they not getting it. Right. Like, I mean, prime example, like, Martin Luther King Day. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck was out there talking about Martin Luther King birthday before this shit came, that day before it came? And who talking about it after? Nobody. But on that day, everybody named Mama. Parades, you know what I'm saying? Shout hallelujah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Saying, reciting the damn poem, all this shit. And then next day, back to normal. Like that shit never fucking happened. You know what I'm saying? So like it's, 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 it's a educational process for these boys. I just really don't think they care. Yeah, I can't enough. I can't afford to not be moldable anymore, man. I, I got people that are younger than me, that are far younger than me, man, that I I look up. They're not necessarily mentors, but I follow them. And, you know, I peak game on what they're doing and the drive and the determination and the way that they think. Yeah. Like, that stuff inspires me. And I'll, I'll reach out and ask them questions, like Ethan, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and everything that he's doing. Uh, Cayman, back from Pittsburgh, uh, shout out to Cayman, man. He wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that, you know, I had in my mind that I wanted to do and just didn't have the drive or the will to really get it going. But now that I do, it's just like, yeah, it's one of those things like I'm trying to learn every day. I'm trying to pick up something yeah. from somebody, no matter who it is. I can't afford to not be moldable. And I want my boys to be the yeah. same way. You but you have saying? a vision for your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's all your vision because you and Tracy get together and y'all collectively have a part in that. But yeah. you're actively also playing your part in leading and playing your role in cooperatively leading your family. Yeah. yeah and right. you're not allowing that to be fully done by Tracy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so we got to, when I say do your part as a man, you're really doing your part for the balance, not for the imbalance. You know what I mean? So I'm not telling you do your shit to lead and your woman behind you. Do your part just to walk beside of your damn woman. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, our women are holding the shit down, to be honest. Is it is our responsibility though when we, you know, we see, you know, a brother falling down, do we need to like put our hands out and try to reach out and touch him and you know, give him the game? Or at least what we know. Our responsibility? Yeah. Yes. I believe so. I believe you're your brother's keeper. If they I mean if they're, they're willing to receive it. it. Yeah. The thing about it. Yeah, if they're willing to receive it. But I just I just think it's our responsibility because we know now. Like we at this table, we know. So a lot of these cats, they don't know. So that's our opportunity to reach one, teach one. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So like, and and then it'll reciprocate. This guy going down the line, man, he can do the same thing, teach the next person. But it's it's our responsibility. And I think sometimes we don't want to take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we'll have our ideas, yeah. throw them out there, but then we don't fucking flow with it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, I think that's a big problem with it. Or we'll have an idea that we don't feel like somebody else is rocking with. You feel me? I got a challenge for y'all. This is the one of my good ideas. Y'all can steal this idea. Give it up. This idea is great. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to train at a place in Houston called Slater Sports Zone. And Slater was a dude who used to play in the NBA. Reggie Slater played for the Denver Nuggets a long time ago. Tall dude. He had a family. He had a huge volleyball facility, like with club volleyball players. 
If you know anything about club volleyball, these people pay like two, three, four, five thousand a year. Yeah. And go to all these met meets and stuff like that. So this facility was like double this, y'all. It's huge. Yeah. So anyway, one thing that I loved about Slater's families, they had family shirts. And they would take like a spin off, like a superhero emblem, and they would change it. And it was like, it said Slater. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't get, you couldn't get, I'm gonna get to my point. You couldn't get the shirts, right? So it made only if you were a family. So what I thought of, and I was thinking about Game of Thrones and like how they have their sigils and everything. I was like, I've already written and made a shield, like a Kappa shield. I made a shield for my family and I'm gonna get them made and my daughter will wear our family shield. And it has four values on it. I'm still, I'm still, well, actually it has six. I'm, I'm trying to take off two. So I'm gonna roll with four. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what we're going to live by. Eventually I'm gonna get it tatted on my arm. You know, I just want to make sure it's final. Cause what's, what's this thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what's what is that blob on your arm? Once, once I decide what those values are, and really low key, I should wait till I have my wife. Probably that's probably what I'm yeah. waiting on. So I'm I'm writing it with pencil right now because I don't want to make the decision and be like, you know, I'm still being a leader. It's final, yeah. Yeah, I'm still being a leader if I'm presenting it, but I still want input. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of people think a leader you can't lead from the it's back. Dominant. You can lead from the back. Yeah, you can lead. The from, greatest leader is a servant leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There you go. So people assume we were on Facebook. They thought we were talking about. Another type of leader. I don't know. Not right. that type of servant leader. Yeah. I got my own voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we were talking about. So I oh, want dog. to, I challenge y'all to get with y'all people and come up with a family crest. You know what I'm saying? Come up with a family. You ain't got to make no jewelry with it. But <clears throat> imagine hanging that up. Imagine you know, your, your kid taking out a little necklace and be like, this is my family. This is the Walker shield. You know what I'm saying? It's the re- that shit tight, bro. Exactly. That shit's so tight. Nah, you can't have it. You can't have it. You can't have it. And at the, end, walker, at the end of the day, <laughs> you right, but you see the pride they take in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm Gryffindor. I'm blah blah blah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's so tight. You instill so much pride, and then you incorporate history, family history in it, and you always be like, you always oh, what what laws, what what uh values are we not upholding on the on the shield? Responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Responsibility gonna be on mine. I, that's one I know for sure gonna be on there, and uh, and the other ones I'm still kind of like it's so hard to pick. Just, yeah, just yeah. four. You know what I'm saying? You but ahead, hold on to them six. Yeah. Where I'm gonna come. Or and, and so it doesn't have to be a shield. You could do like Lamar Jackson. They had something <coughs> like the crazy Super Eight, and it's eight values. Y'all hear about that? No. Mm-mm. Lamar Jackson mama raised him, and uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Jackson Super Eight. It's like eight values that his mama instilled in her. And like he could spit it off like boom, 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 boom. His his mom was intentional. That's mantra style. Mantra style. Like it's like, so um look that up. I can't I can't pull it up because I'm calling it super eight. Um, yeah, I'm looking or it up. like some like eight values or something like that. Here we go. I actually I found it. Um his mom taught her that because I think his dad, I want to say low-key, don't quote me on this, but I think his dad passed. And so she had to compensate, make sure that she was being intentional. And so the beautiful thing is being intentional don't cost no money. I challenge you also, when you see a young brother, see a young girl, ask them how they doing in school. Hey, I just want to let you know you're important, you're valued, and do and be your best self. That's all it takes. Just yeah. do that shit. Yeah. It don't cost no money to do that shit. Yeah. But that could change somebody's 
output and outlook on life. And all of us got younger cousins that we can do that to. For sure, for sure. True Um, story. They need it. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age. Yes. Everybody ain't going to be no damn NBA player, NFL, musician. You got to get that shit out of their system. You should pick up a trade. Like you might say, you know. Gonna be partners. Gonna be what? Partners. Partners. <laughs> <laughs> partners and pitchers, huh? Yeah, it makes a lot of money. I'll kick that ball. I'm gonna kick it school. Kick it down. It's gonna be cold, dog. That's what's up, man. So, ladies, man, we really want your input on this. So, please leave us a review on this episode, man. It's um, again, like we, like we all say, the best leader in the household is a servant leader, and that's what we're all striving to be right now. Mm-hmm. You know, as men, and of course, like Kay was saying, we want to go out and challenge ourselves to uh teach one too at the same time mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is uh it's some big you know and we want to make sure that we're doing our part it was disheartening to see that a lot of people agreed that we are feeling as men in a leadership role in the household and yeah you know we need to change that narrative you can argue especially black people our plight is directly tied to the status of the men you can argue well if you just fix, you can argue if you just fix the being everything will fall into place. You can argue that. It's valid. I want to do stuff. I want to do like the, you know, Million Man March, start that over. I want to start like, you know, campaigns where it's just like driving, you know, men to just get up and be different, do things different. You know what I'm saying? That's outside of the norm, like the book club. We Mm -hmm. got to stop talking about it. We just got to do it. Yeah, we do need to do a book club. We just got to like pick a place and say, hey, we meeting here. Look, this is the spot every 15th of the month. What's up? Come on, let's talk about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or just have conversations like we having right here, like we having right now. Because I mean, that was impactful for me when we were in school at Texas State. A lot of that molded me, like the BMU and the BSA meetings, to see different perspectives and Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I might have been wrong about my thought process on Mm -hmm. on certain topics. You know, after hearing this, you know, this brother give his input. You know what I mean? So that's crazy, man. We got a lot of work to do, man. We got a lot of work to do as people. I don't think, I think men, uh, black men, we have to realize, again, we losing. And so yeah. when we losing, men got to take the responsibility to get us caught up, let alone, you know, win. You, you, we just got to make up the pace. Yeah. But a lot of the things we're talking about can be broken in one generation. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm the chain breaker in my family. I, I bet a lot of us feel like we're the chain breaker in our family. Yeah, I'm riding and with so you on that. We can make up all that ground where our kids can just start from with not so many obstacles. Hell, I'll just be happy with that. That's what's up. You know what I'm Love saying? It. And my insurance money, hell, Remy gonna be all right. She ain't gonna have to start from negative 10. Yeah. She can Love just that. start from two. <laughs> you, know, yeah, exactly. you know, for real, start from two, yeah. man. Because it's hard to- The biggest part is just start on the positive side. Of yeah. Things, you know? Don't start with the race you know already halfway one and you sitting back it's the hard. starting line already. It's hard to make it like that. That's what I mean. So, hey, this has been another episode of the Why Not Us podcast, man, where we challenge our people to grow consciously. Um, we appreciate y'all. Please like, subscribe. Hit us up on all streaming platforms. Shoot us an email at a ymucdc at gmail.com. And, hey, man, we want your input. Let us know about any topics that you want to hear, too, at the same time. We love y'all. Peace. Peace, Peace. out, man. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.